Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Welcome back to hour number two of today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Thursday morning. 802 in the city of Tucson, and whether you're tuning in on the AM side at 1490, on the FM side at 104.9, or if you're like Jeffrey Morris and listening via the live stream, which you can find on ESPNTucson.com or the app, for that matter, uh, we do appreciate you tuning in here to Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. And if you're listening somehow weirdly in the future right now to this on a podcast, which you can find on all the different sites you get your podcast from, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the places you get your podcasts, uh, you can download it at your, uh, you know, download it when you want and listen at your leisure. We appreciate you. I know that you you have a choice of where you lend your ears to gather the information, news, and entertainment revolving around sports, specifically in the city of Tucson and all the local teams. And I do appreciate you choosing Arizona's only or Tucson's only, not Arizona's only, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show right here on ESPN Tucson. Adia Barnes had her press conference yesterday leading up to the opener of the women's basketball season tonight. It's it's an exhibition game, but they're letting fans in the McHale Center for the game tonight against Eastern New Mexico. The men's team will also play Eastern New Mexico on Monday, a game that I will be at, of course. Now, the women's game tonight begins at 6 p.m. at the McHale Center. They've got close to 6,000 season tickets sold, which is second only in the conference to Oregon. And I don't know, I think, I think maybe like six or seven hundred behind Oregon's season tickets sold, which is f- phenomenal. Uh, can't even tell you how, how monumental that is. And that's look, it means a lot to those players in that team as well. Um, she had her press conference last night. I was watching the press conference while I was um, finishing up. I went on to uh, YouTube on the Arizona Wildcats YouTube page and watched the, watched the press conference. And uh, I, I, lo- I love to hear Adia talk. You know, Coach Barnes is, is one of the most – optimistic, uplifting, upbeat people that you'll ever meet. And then underneath is like this ridiculous stomp on your throat competitor that comes through every now and then. Like you can just hear it kind of come out from time to time. And, you know, she's she's always got a smile on her face. She's always very happy, you know, when she's talking, especially when she's talking to the media. And she says things in the sweetest ways. And then she, like underneath, you're like, did she really just say that? Like, Wait a second. That's that's some fierce attitude right there. You know, she she was talking about and I, I don't remember the exact quote and again I was I was kind of just eating my dinner last night and watching this and and just kind of taking as much in as I as I could. And <laughs> I don't know if she was talking about people like patting them on the back, patting the team on the back about winning the pack twelve or something like that. And she basically, you know, she's smiling about it. She goes, no, that's that's great and all of that, you know, that we're one of the best teams in the Pac-12. I didn't come here to win the Pac-12. I came here to win a national championship. She's <laughs> like, whoo, yeah, there's that fiery coach that we all know and love. And she's got a smile on her face. She's like, this is great. I'm just happy to be here, my wonderful life. And I got a great team. And these 15 girls are going to go out there and play basketball. And I'm here to stomp on somebody's throat. I love it. I love, I love her mentality. And her players play hard for her. You can tell. Uh, you can really tell just how much her players enjoy playing for her. And, look, she's an excellent coach. There's no denying it. You get a team like that to the national championship game, 
and you play that close to Stanford. I mean, dude, she beat Gino Ariema's UConn team by, what was it, a dozen? Did she beat him by 12? 10 or 12? Like, double digits, that game, and they had control of that game from the tip. Like, they dominated UConn that night. I remember watching that game. I was like, there's nothing UConn can do. Like, every time UConn would go on, like, a little run, Wildcats would answer. Bang, bang, bang. Now, she has a lot of rebuilding to do this year. Obviously, without Ari McDonald, that's going to be you know, a huge difference there as well as Ari went into the, the WNBA and uh, had a nice rookie season. But, you know, this is a new-look team. There's several transfers on this team that they're going to have to work in, and there's a couple of really talented freshmen on this team that they're going to be working in as well. You know, they've got, they've got a lot of new pieces, and it should be fun to watch. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this season. You know, Kate and, and Sam Thomas are back, of course. They're going to be the two leaders. Uh, ben Duyaney, fantastic uh, basketball player. She's going to be a good leader on this team. She's a senior. Um, you know, she said yesterday that she's excited for the energy of the crowd at the McHale Center. She says, I'm the type of player that feeds off the energy. I play better with the crowd. And I think most of them would agree. You know, Shana Pellington kind of, you know, kind of same way. I think Shane is going to emerge as one of the leaders of this team as well. And there's plenty of young talent on this team. You know, they've got uh, Nettie Von Ley. Listening to the press conference last night, Adia Barnes mentioned Nettie Von Ley's name several times. Kate Reese mentioned Nettie's name. You know, when they asked, when questions were asked about their teammates or anything else, it was always Nettie this, Nettie that, Coy this, because Coy love a, a transfer. Um, that uh, Adia Barnes was able to bring in. Coy, you know, obviously a really good player, and uh, she transferred in even without going to a game. You know, Adia had talked about that. She goes, you know, I got these these transfers to come in without even visiting campus because they couldn't. They just committed to the program. That says a lot about what Adia Barnes is building there. That's that's huge, man. Like, <laughs> that run to the NCAA final is going to pay dividends for years for Adia Barnes. And if she's able to cash in and they're able to win, you know, another Pac-12 championship, if they're able to make another deep run or several deep runs in the NCAA tournament, you get a big monumental win over a program like a like a Baylor or a South Carolina or another win over UConn, or if you can finally figure out the, the, the riddle that is Stanford women's basketball, it, it, you know, the sky's the limit at that point. How many banners are we going to hang in that gym? So super, super excited about this season for Arizona women's basketball. Um, interesting of note, and I didn't know this until just a few days ago when I was reminded that they're moving the three-point line back. So there's not going to be multiple lines on the court anymore. They're just going to be using the international line. So the, the line for men's basketball and women's basketball for three-point line is going to be the same, 22, uh, 22 feet one and three-quarter inches is the, the distance from the, from the hoop. Um, so that's, that's being moved back quite a bit. You know, it's you know, about a foot and a half from where they've been uh, previously. So now the women's college line is the same as the international line, the men's college line, and the WNBA line at 22, one and three-quarter. Now they were asked, they were asked about the, the movement of the, uh, the three-point line and most of the girls said it's it's not going to be a problem. Uh, you know, uh, Sam Thomas, who's a long-range shooter, she said that a lot of times they shoot from the men's line anyway, especially within the course of a game where you're trying to play fast. There's the multiple lines on the floor. Just to be safe, you step back behind the, the, you know, the, the furthest one back and shoot from there just to make sure that you're, you're spotted up properly. 
Did you know have a toe on the line? So she said she's already been shooting from from that line anyway, so it's not a big deal. Uh, ben Duyaney said she thinks it's actually better for her. She thinks she's going to shoot better from the three-point line because she shoots with more of, like she uses her arms more to push the ball. So a lot of times it's, the ball's coming in hot. So the longer the distance, you know, the ball's going to be a little bit softer heading towards the rim, and she may get some more friendly bounces, which is going to improve her shooting percentage, obviously. So that's one thing to uh, to look at. And I thought the funniest thing was from from the press conference, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm eating dinner. I'm just kind of like I'm eating dinner. I'm taking some notes. I'm looking at some things, and I've got the the press conference on in the background, and I'm I'm look I'm paying attention. I just I'm not writing down every word. I'm not transcribing the whole thing. And so Adia was talking about how. You know, she was talking with, uh, I think she was talking with, with Coy Love, uh, the transfer. And Coy was talking, she and Coy were talking about the team. And Coy told Adia Barnes that no one sucks on this team. And I had, I was like, what? What did she just say? I had to rewind. I'm like, because you don't hear, <laughs> like, these are, these are things you don't hear from coaches or players on a team. Like, for, for Coy, to say to Coach Adia Barnes, like about all 15 players, basically stating that this team is the deepest team that she's ever played on in her life, <laughs> no one sucks on this team. That means that places she's been, she thinks that somebody on the team has sucked, <laughs> which is not great. I just think it's funny. So it's kind of it was like an eye-opening moment. Look, on on big teams, football teams, and stuff like that, in, in college you get 118 guys. You know, in practice, there's a couple guys like that guy sucks. Like it it happens, you know what I mean? Like you're on a team, you know, even in if you're in high school, uh, you know, playing a team with 75 guys, there's plenty of guys on a team that suck. On a basketball team, though, like there's not people that suck. Like there's like 12, you know, 12 players, 12 to 15 players. As a player, you don't say that about your teammates, but I thought that was really funny. And and Adia basically agreed. She's like, yeah, you're right. Nobody on this team sucks. Like you're right. Like, they're saying that she could play all 15 of those players tonight in the Eastern New Mexico game. So, see what they got. And you know, I, I announced the team during the red-blue scrimmage. We got to announce the, the, the women's team during halftime of the, uh, the red-blue scrimmage. That was a lot of fun. We got to introduce the crowd there to the women's team. And I was looking, you know, you, 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 get, the, you get the roster, okay, uh, as, as an announcer, you get the roster and you see a lot of their credentials, you know, where they're from, what year they're in, if they transferred where they were before. And I'm like, okay, so we've got, you know, we've, we've – and I knew, I knew the freshmen coming in were good. Like Nettie Von Ley, you know, highly respected freshman. I knew, she, you know, she was coming in. She was going to add an immediate spark. But then I'm looking at the experience of this team, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, this girl played minutes. This girl got minutes last year. This girl got minutes. This girl transferred in where she was a starter for the last two years. You know, and you're reading essentially the credentials of the roster and the team, and I'm like, oh, who's she going to play? Because last year there was basically two different starting lineups, right? Like she had she had two different starting lineups last year that worked for her, and that's what she rode with. And she basically rode with those two starting lineups for the for the for the a, a two year span of time. Now she got all kinds of pieces to move around. She got. She's got bigs, she's got wings, she's got guards. She can go three, four guard heavy. She can go big. She can, you know, play doubles, you know, uh, doubles in the post. And she's got a lot of options this year. It's going to be fun to watch. 
it's going to be fun to watch Adia Barnes coach the team this year, as almost as much fun as it's going to be to watch them play. I'm really interested to see how she adapts to not having Ari McDonald, how the team adapts to not having Ari McDonald be their instant offense, instant defense, instant everything, um, and, and just how well Coach Barnes can manage the roster. I'm, I'm super looking forward to it, and uh, I hope you guys are too. We, uh, we love our Arizona women's basketball team. And uh, we're very proud of them. And hopefully you guys go out there and show out for them tonight. They're going to be taking on Eastern New Mexico tonight at 6 p.m. at the McHale Center. Go out there and support your women's basketball team. Welcome them back to McHale. Remember, the last time they played there, they lost to the worst team in the conference. Now, that was back in March of 2020 when they had already wrapped up the Pac-12 season title. But they, you know, it, it, they the last time they played that building with fans, they lost. So, Go out there, welcome them back. Remember, this is a this is a great moment uh, for this team to be able to come back and play in front of fans. They they love you guys and uh, show them your support. Get out there and uh, support your women's basketball team and support your men's basketball team as well. We'll be there on Monday night. Of course, they're going to be taking on Eastern New Mexico as well. That game is going to be at seven o'clock. The exhibition. Your first look at Tommy Lloyd and the boys. I talked about them yesterday. Super super excited for this team. I really am. I, and again. I'm probably just a big, just a big geek, just a big sports geek, and the whole thing. And I know uh, that maybe it sounds, uh, you know, a bit canned because I do work for the team, you know, and I work in the department. I work for the football team, work for the basketball team. But it, this is, it's genuine. Like I'm not, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't go to work going, watch this team play. I'm genuinely excited. This is, these are both extremely talented teams with expectations of going to the postseason and then who knows what happens you got to get to the postseason you win six games all of a sudden you're hanging a banner nobody knew in 1996 the beginning of that season that Arizona would be hanging a banner nine months later nobody knew it and lo and behold they did so remember anything can happen in the world of collegiate sports that's what makes college sports so great when people when people ask me, they're like, "What do you what, like? Why is it that you love college sports so much? Like, why is college football your favorite sport, and then college basketball your second favorite sport?" It, it's a lot of people. Say, oh, it's the you know, the pomp and the pageantry and the bands and the students stuff. For me, it's just the unpredictability of what can happen. These are, and I talk about it on the show all the time. These are emotional times for these young, you know, young athletes, men and women athletes. These are emotional times for them as they're growing into the adults they'll eventually be. We remember. We've been there before. Some of you are going through it right now. I, I mean, I'm still 12 years old at the age of 45, but uh, I go through these struggles every day. But it's, it's an emotional, emotional time, and you never know what's going to happen based on the emotions of certain players and a certain day. Maybe they broke up with their girlfriend the night before, and they're going to go out there and they're just going to crap the field, you know, that day, and things turn out the the opposite way. You just it's just the unpredictability of college sports is what I love about it, because you never you never think that your team is out. Okay, think about this. Right now, the NFL is going through like a period. If you're looking at, at betting trends, right now the NFL is going through a period of of unprecedents. So far this season, not a single team that was a touchdown a touchdown underdog or worse, whether it's you know, 7 points, 14, 16, 19 points, whatever it was, not a single team that was a 7-point underdog or worse has won a football game. This is 
the deepest into an NFL season that this has ever happened. Also, this is the season that has seen the most single touchdown or more spreads in games. So not only are there more games where teams are favored by seven or more, this is the longest amount of time an NFL season has gone without an underdog of seven points winning a football game. So the parity in the NFL isn't showing itself this year. Meanwhile, meanwhile in college football, there's 41-point underdogs that are pressing with two minutes to go to beat a ranked team. So that's that's one of the things that I just absolutely love about college sports. And that's when people ask me, they're like, well, it's, it's the unpredictability. Anything can happen. It doesn't matter how good or how bad you are. You had better be focused. And if you got that bad team, if, if you're a fan of the bad team, just hang on, man. Anything can happen. It's like I tell, it's like I tell Wildcat fans all the time. Like, hey, this could be the week. This could be the week. I, I already read somewhere this week. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember who it was. It was a national writer, a national college football writer, and a, a, a pretty well-esteemed one that's picking Arizona to win this game. You just, you just never know when it's going to happen. I don't think Arizona's going to go 112. I think they're going to get a win this year. I really do. And that's not just me being like, oh, I hope they get a win, so I'm going I'm to try to will it into existence. I would love to do that. If I had the power to do that, I would have done it already. But I think they're going to win a game this year. I honestly do. They may win more than one. They just have to, they have to relish in their small victories and let them become bigger victories. Jed Fish talked about it. You know, small victories become big victories. Well, where do the victories begin? Victories begin on the practice field, in the weight room, in the classroom. Okay, those are those are where the victories begin for this team. They can carry that onto the field. They've had victories in quarters. They've had victories in halves. They've had victories for three quarters. They've had victories for 47 minutes of a football game. And then the final 13 minutes became defeat. Just an extra 13 minutes, man. That's all they need. Small victories become big victories, become ultimate victories. That's, that's what this team needs right now. So we'll see if we can get it in Los Angeles against the Trojans, who, I mean, uh, look, the, the mindset is there, right? Like I talked about, it, these are... These are young, impressionable athletes who are – they went to USC because they are very good at what they do. They're very good at playing football. That's why they're at USC. That's why they're recruited to go there, or they just love playing for USC, you know, one of the two. Regardless, their coach is gone. They don't know who the next coach is going to be. Those guys are all being called. I They're all being called and texted and emailed from every other program in the country that's worth a, you know, it's worth a damn – being like, we would love you to come play at X and X University. They're all looking at a way out, all of them. They may not have the focus this week. Now, they had last week, of course, rivalry game, big game against Notre Dame. This week is like, oh, we got Arizona coming. They haven't won a game in like two and a half years, man. What's uh, what's LSU doing? Who are they going to hire as their new head coach? I may be able to go there. Ed Orgeron said yesterday that he didn't have enough players to practice with. <laughs> Whoa. That might not be a good situation for, for LSU. All right, so we'll continue to talk some more college football. But when we come back, we will focus on the NFL. Big game tonight. Packers, Cardinals in Glendale. That's next right here on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. 
Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show here on this Thursday. Beautiful day here in Tucson, except what? Like it's almost November. Temperatures tomorrow are supposed to be, or this weekend are going to be close to the nineties. What's happening right now? I saw, I saw on Twitter yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. Uh, I, I, my days run together. I work so stinking much. I don't even know, like what day it is half the time. I saw that it hasn't rained on Halloween in the state of Arizona since nineteen eighty seven. I, like, I remember it raining, like, when I was a kid, I remember it always raining on Halloween. Like, I always put in my costume. <laughs> like, it always seemed to rain. Like, according to uh, according to the weatherman, nope, haven't had rain since 87. Of course, I, you know, I was still a kid. And still go out trick-or-treating. I'll still go out trick-or-treating. I'll get some candy. Although I do have a very, a very, very unfortunate food allergy. I'm allergic to cocoa, and so I can't eat chocolate. I can eat little bits of it. Like, it's not like a bad allergy. I'm not going to, like, choke and die or anything. Now, don't send me chocolate, by the way. <laughs> I've had people do that before. They're like, here's some chocolate. I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm allergic to it. Like, yeah, I know. Really? Wow. Okay. That's awfully nice of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm not going to, like, you know, get anaphylaxis from it and, and die or anything. But uh, it's very, uh, very uncomfortable for me uh, to eat chocolate. So, yeah. So my family was like, Send Jeff out to go trick-or-treating, bring back a giant pillowcase full of candy, and I would dump it out, and I would, just send, I would just stand there and watch as they sifted through all of my candy bars. Like, oh, we get all the candy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm stuck with nerds and dots. And do you remember the popcorn balls? Did you guys ever get popcorn balls for, for Halloween, for handouts? I, I, I think must, I must have lived in a neighborhood because I talk to people all the time about this. I'm like, ah, the popcorn balls. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, the po- you get popcorn balls. And they, they would, you know, they're, they're sugary, you know, kind of like, uh, what, what do you, like, like the, um, not caramel corn, but the, the, uh, the other stuff. The sweet corn, you know, the kettle corn. Like kettle corn, that's what it is. And you get the popcorn balls, and they would, like, flavor them with whatever. And people, they would be wrapped in, in you know, Saran wrap or whatever, a little individually wrapped. Now, here's your popcorn ball. I love those things. People say I didn't get them. I, I'm like, that was one of my favorite things. Maybe because I'd eat the chocolate. But, yeah, I'd always just stand there and watch my family just ravage through my candy, taking all the Snickers and the Twix. I would I would always be like, hey, I need save me the Twix, okay? Like, I like those. Can, I, can you save me those, please? You guys can have the Butterfingers and the Baby Roots and the Snickers and Kit Kats and all that stuff, but just save me a few Twix, if you would, please. So those are the ones I, I really liked. So, yeah, for me, it was like pixie sticks and <laughs> popcorn balls for Halloween. I was just more about just hanging out with my friends, getting into mischief, doing, you know, doing bad stuff, doing boy stuff, right? Like, that's like that's what we do. We get dressed up. You get turned out by your parents. They're like, all right, go go have some fun. You're like, yeah, it's, it's time to find some trouble now because that's what we do. The cat's away. The mice will play. We don't care. We're like, yeah, we'll go, uh, you know, terrorize these children over here for a little while, and then we'll run over to that mean neighbor's house, and we'll do, you know, do something crazy to his place, do some toilet paper in or whatever. Nothing, I, nothing destructive, just fun stuff, right? Boys will be boys. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe my uh, Halloweens were different, but I'd like to think that it wasn't all that different from anyone else's. Join Spears and Ali for Monday Night Football as they broadcast their show live from Famous Sam's on River and Lachoya for uh, this upcoming Monday night's football game. The, uh, the, the Famous Sam's are a great spot to go watch the games. they got a lot of TVs, plenty of beers on tap. It's a clean and friendly spot to uh, hang out, so bring your family, bring your friends, and come down and enjoy the game. And check out uh, the live broadcast with Spears and Ali. The ESPN Tucson Promotions crew will be there, so you can have some fun. With them, watch the show live and stay tuned for the uh, for the Monday night football game there every Monday night, River and LaToya, Famous Sam's. All right, when we return, some interesting notes and statistics and maybe even some betting props for the Cardinals-Packers tonight. That's next on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back. Jeff Dean Show here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. And tonight's big game, the Cardinals and the Packers on Thursday Night Football, a marquee matchup, both teams on six-plus game winning streaks, both teams fighting for that coveted one-spot the number one seed in the NFC playoffs. It's the only team that would get the bye, of course, as every team is fighting for that. they got the Dallas Cowboys, of course, nipping at their heels, and the Cardinals, who currently own just a half-game lead over the Rams in the NFC West. So it's it's still extremely competitive. There is absolutely no reason for either one of these teams to take this game lightly, and that's certainly not one of the angles that anybody is going to take when trying to break down this game. Now, I mentioned... Some interesting statistics about this particular game. Now, when asked about – Aaron Rodgers asked about this yesterday. They asked him, you know, the, the success that they've had with uh, without Devontae Adams. You know, they've played without Devontae Adams six times over the last two years. Now, Aaron Rodgers said, we're, not, we're certainly not a better team without him. We've just found ways to win. Guys have stepped up. We've found ways to win. Aaron Rodgers – without Devontae Adams, has a passer rating of 125.2. He's completed 71% of his passes and is averaging 310 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions in those six games. Packers are 6-0. and That's remarkable. Now, he's going to have to do it tonight without the help of Alan Lazard, his number two receiver as well, because he is also out uh, this week with COVID. He got put on the COVID list Tuesday, and he's out. So that leaves Aaron Rodgers with Randall Cobb, Amari Rodgers, rookie, Equinemius St. Brown, those are the top three, and then Malik Taylor. Who? <laughs> Malik Taylor is going to be receiver four. Um, they've got Robert Tanyan, who's played well, uh, Mercedes Lewis, who's play, also played well. It seems like he's been in the league forever. So Aaron Rodgers will find those guys, plus Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield is a is a great target to have as well. I still think this game is going to come down a lot to which team can establish the run, the run, not so much the pass. Kyler Murray is going to have to do it with a, uh, I guess, a less than 100% DeAndre Hopkins on the field. They do have plenty of other weapons, as we know. Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz. And then the two backs coming out of the backfield, both Connor and uh, 
um, and Edmonds are both very good coming out of the backfield as well. This is one of those games that just screams at me. It's like, take the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to win this game. You know, just going to beat the hell out of the out of the Packers. Like they're just going to take them out to the woodshed. But then you have so many people betting the Packers, and you have tons of people picking the Packers to win straight up. Just basically saying, look, this is a must win for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. They they have to keep pace somehow, some way. Aaron Rodgers will find the the way to win this football game and my response to that is I think against a lot of other teams he would however based on what we've seen so far from the Cardinals this year nothing tells me that they're going to be having a letdown at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers specifically because they're healthier than the Packers are Packers are going to be without their defensive coordinator Joe Barry as well he did not travel with the team he's on the COVID list as well that's a huge loss. That, that may be one of the most uh, you know, unsung loss, the most underrated loss in this entire game, in a, in a game that's going to feature two huge names not being able to play. J.J. Watt out for the season with shoulder surgery, as we found out last night, and Devontae Adams on COVID protocol. It might be the, the absence of Joe Barry, the defensive corner. That defense has played so well. I talked about it in, 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 the, first, uh, in the first hour. They gave up 38 points to the Saints in week one, and they're still only the defense has only given up 21 points per game throughout this season. That's pretty damn good. Again, you look at the the, you know, the teams that they've played hasn't exactly been a, a a you know a litany of great offenses that they've gone up against. But nonetheless, this is the NFL. Everybody's got talent on that side of the ball, and everybody scores points. Unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs, who are right now struggling to score any points. There's there's a lot of different ways you can go with this. Now, one of the, the statistics that I, that I found from this particular, um, just, just kind of digging in and seeing some of the things here, you've heard me talk about how good quarterbacks perform against the blitz. I think it's a huge aspect of the, of the position that a lot of times goes overlooked, at least by you know people like me, talking heads like me. I think they overlook it a lot. I find such great importance to see how well a quarterback performs under pressure. When I was breaking down the Washington-Arizona game, you know, the Wildcats and Huskies game for last Friday night, I mentioned, because I looked up what Dylan Morris does under pressure. He's a 41% completion guy against the Blitz, which is, I think it's worse than the Pac-12. And he's thrown a ton of picks, and he throws the ball away a lot. Like, he, he panics. He doesn't, like, he doesn't like facing the Blitz. He's not able to find the open man. He's unable to recognize the Blitzes, whatever have you. For some reason, he really struggles against the blitz. What did Don Brown do? He blitzed 85% of the defensive snaps in that game. And what did Dylan Morris do? He struggled, except for two throws. He made two big throws in that game. And I think it's so important to look at how well a quarterback performs when they're being blitzed or when they're under pressure. Kyler Murray this year. Now, the, a, perfect, a, a perfect passer rating is 158.3. That is considered perfect that you can score no higher in the in the passer rating uh mathematics that they that they've laid out there kyler murray versus the blitz this year is a passer rating of 157.2 he is literally 1.1 point away from having a perfect passer rating i don't know where that one imperfection came from maybe he threw you know, a, a ball away when he shouldn't have or something. I don't know. That is, that is essentially a perfect passer rating 
against the Blitz this year. It is by far the best in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying the Packers are this Blitz-happy team, but if they do Blitz, they're going to get burned. So that means they're going to have to play a lot of base and or stunts, uh, maybe even some zone blitz and things like that, okay, try to change things up a little bit. But I don't know if they have the athletes down low to cover any of the Cardinals players that are going to be running out there that they're going to be expected to cover. It's going to be zone, zone, zone. Cardinals will eat that up. I just I don't see any, any way that the, the Packers can play man in this game. They're going to have to play safeties high over because you know the Cardinals are going to be reaching down the field. They're going to try to take the top off that defense. I, 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 just, I just don't see it for the Packers. And you look at how good Kyler Murray has been playing. He leads the NFL in completion rate. He's completing 73.5% of his passes. Those would be Heisman Trophy numbers in college football. He's also, oh, by the way, number two in overall quarterback rating. He's tied for fourth in touchdown passes, and he's fifth in yards. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he's one of the quickest players on the field at any given point in time. He's the difference maker. Before the season began, I had all the questions in the world about if Kyler Murray. We knew Kyler Murray was a very talented athlete. We, we knew that he had all the talent in the world. He's got great He's got he's in a tr- tremendous arm. He's quick. We know that he's got those quick twitch, you know, muscles, and uh, you know he seemed to, to pick up the offense. He's he's familiar with his offense. He loves the offense. My biggest question for Kyler Murray this season is: with all those weapons, can he play point guard? Can he distribute? Will he distribute to feed all the mouths that are so hungry on that offense in that passing game? And the answer is yes. He absolutely has answered that. You look at how many balls each of these guys have caught between DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, Max Williams before he got out for the season. They bring in Zach Ertz. He's in practice for a week. He has six catches and a touchdown last week. Oh, also, by the way, let's mix in a couple of backs in the passing game as well. All those guys are extremely talented, and they all want the ball. They're all going to work hard to get the ball. They have their entire NFL careers. Rondell Moore, very young NFL career, but nonetheless – and he's been able to get that to them. He's been the great distributor. That's why his passer, his completion percentage is 73.5%. He's finding the right man. You know, Tom Brady talked about early in his career, he always looked for uh, for his best player. Always look for the best player. That's, that's the way he was taught. Always look for the best player. In the big moments, you look for your best player. Later on in his career, he learned that you just find you, – you know which matchup is going to work for you before the snap even happens, and you can look at your best player all you want, and that may not be the best matchup. Maybe it's your third option. But you know that that's where you're going with the ball before the ball is even snapped. You know he's going to win that matchup. Kyler Murray has discovered that. He has absolutely unlocked that little secret to quarterbacking, especially in a league with as much talent. Uh, as, as the Arizona Cardinals have on the offensive side of the ball with all those pass catchers, you have to know which one of those guys is going to win. And you have to know which one is going to win against whatever defensive look you're getting, how quickly you're going to be able to get the ball, you know, all kinds of different things. Because there's going to be several of those guys that win. Look at the, the, the talent they got. They're going to get a lot of wins on that side of the ball. I just, I just don't see 
again, I'm, uh, this is probably one of the situations where, you know, this is why they erect all those huge buildings in Vegas because they know better than we do. And Sharps are coming in, and they're putting money on the Packers right now at plus six and a half. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. I really, really don't. And I'll be maybe we're sitting here tomorrow, and the Packers win this game 31-17, and I'm like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a god. Kyler Murray got completely you know outclassed. I, I don't. It may end up that way. I don't think it will. And honestly, I think it's going to come down to, again, which team runs the football better. And I know that's a that's probably a ridiculous statement considering how much talent is out there, not only on the on, in this particular game in the passing game, but in the NFL and how running the football has become uh, kind of an also ran type of uh, of focus to an offense. But look these teams are going to do their best to stop one another in the passing game because of the the talent that's playing at the quarterback position on on either sideline there if you can get 110 to 118 yards out of your running game that's a team that's going to win this football game you know the the, the packers barely averaging over 100 yards per game in the uh, in the ground game i think the cardinals right now I don't remember exactly how many they're averaging. They're they're up there though. They're like 135. I think they're sixth in the league in rushing right now. I I, I think that's I think you know that's that those 35 yards or whatever I guess is the, the difference in rushing yards per game may be the difference in this game. Maybe it's it's what opens up the offense a little bit more. But I guess in the back of your mind you still got to be thinking about that dude wearing the green and yellow, wearing the number 12 jersey and the magic that he can pull out of his hat at any given time, because he is remarkable. And he has had magic in this building before. <laughs> we, we've seen it, right? So I, 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 I'm going to go ahead and pull a trigger on a score here. I'm, this, is, this is just me pulling the trigger on a score. I'm, let me look at, the, look at the, the fan duel real quick here and see what the over-under is on this particular game. It's 51. Okay, so I've been touting all along that I think it's going to be the I'm going to take the Cardinals money line. I like James Conner to be an anytime touchdown scorer, and I I I like I like the under in this game. And I know I hate betting unders, and people just hate betting unders because you're just constantly hoping that nothing happens on the defensive side of the ball or special teams or whatever. But I think the Cardinals are going to get the chunk of those of those 51 points, and I don't think. They're going to just run up the score on the Packers unless something, again, like a big defensive score happens or something. I'm going to go ahead and throw, throw my money here on, on a score. I'm going to say Cardinals 30, Packers 17. 30 to 17, that's my score. That hits the under. That's 47 total points. Maybe a field goal gets snuck in somewhere at some point. Uh, but 30 to 17, that's my score. That's what I'm going to go with. And uh, we'll see what happens. That's, you know, we, all we can do is now is watch. And, uh, you know, I get the night off tonight, which is great. I get to watch the whole game. I can chart things. I can get my, my notepad out, and I can keep notes as, uh, as necessary. I'll be able to do the rewind and stop and pause and all that thing and really just kind of break down. This is a big game, folks. Like, it really is. For not just here locally because the Cardinals are involved and they're 7-0, and but this is huge for the NFC. It's all about that number one seed in, in the NFL these days, which is why I also think that the, that the, the Cowboys are going to push the envelope a little bit and maybe 
continue to let Dak Prescott play unless he gets to a situation where he cannot play anymore. Because you, you just that number one seed is so, so important. And they're going to know tomorrow morning when they show up at the practice field, or not the practice field, they show up, I guess, to the, you know, maybe, yeah, they'll probably have a walkthrough and then they'll do their thing and then they'll get on the airplane. Um, but they'll know tomorrow whether they're chasing an 8-0 and team in the NFC or whether they're chasing two 7-1 and teams in the NFC. It's a huge difference. Huge game tonight in the NFL. Be ready and enjoy. Be sure to head down to uh, to uh, the the uh, uh, the Native Grill and Wings. Sorry, I was looking at another thing on my screen. The Native Grill and Wings in Marana. That's where Spears and Ali are going to be broadcasting their show live from today from 3 to 6. Head down there, and uh, you can enjoy the broadcast and then enjoy the game. NFL Week 8 continues this Sunday. FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every single week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet. You can do one every week. You can play the SGPs with at least three legs or more. Have fun with it. Explore the spaces, like I like to say. Okay, And if you don't win, FanDuel is going to pay you back up to $10 every single week. Now, this Sunday, I'm going to lo- enjoy watching that NFC matchup uh, between the Buccaneers and the Saints. I'm liking that game a lot. I'm going to build my SGP with the Buccaneers' money line. Tom Brady, two or more passing yards. Tease it a little bit there. And I'm going to go over total points in the first half. I think these two teams come out slinging against one another. Now, FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook for a lot of reasons. It's an easy-to-use app. Trust me, you'll figure it out real quick. Safe and secure transactions, and those transactions occur in as few as two hours. When you get paid out, it is lightning fast. And trust me, folks, there's no feeling like nailing one of those same-game parlay bets. So lock in your bet today risk-free because you're going to get up to 10 bucks back if you don't win. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, great. Sign up today with my promo code DEAN, and you'll also receive 25-to-1 enhanced odds on any touchdown during the Sunday night game between Dallas and Minnesota. $5 bet wins you $125 any touchdown. It's just that simple. But you've got to use my promo code DEAN, D-E-A-N, so they know that I sent you. 21 and over in present in Arizona. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund is $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay is available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. And if you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342. When we return, we'll put a big, bright, red, shiny bow on today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. That's next right here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show, final segment, today's edition. Once again, thanks to uh, Jeffrey Morris. He was our winner of the Suns tickets earlier today. Got himself a pair of tickets to go see the Phoenix Suns, which, of course, you can hear right here, your Tucson home of the Phoenix Suns, Tucson radio home of the Phoenix Suns, right here on ESPN Tucson as they take on the Cavaliers Saturday night at the Footprint Center. And uh, we'll have more tickets throughout the season to be given away, so stay tuned. This was not your last chance to win game, well, win tickets to the game. Also, uh, next weekend, the Wildcats going to be taking on the Cal Bears for homecoming on Saturday, November 6th. That's a noon kickoff. I think the last time we had a noon kickoff at Arizona Stadium, we saw Washington State. I believe that was, uh, it was a game that Washington State came in they beat the Wildcats today. They had a pretty good player on the other side of the ball. Had a uh, kind of had a coming out party in that game. Guy by the name of Dayon Buchanan, you may remember. I believe that was the last time that Arizona had a noon kickoff. 
kind of a disappointing game that day. Um, I remember the crowd wasn't great, and uh, I hope that we have a better crowd for the uh, for the homecoming game coming up. And next week, you'll have your opportunity to win my tickets to that game. So uh, be listening for that. Remember, we do the, the text to win every hour of every day of the week leading up to the Friday. We do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So eight chances to text and win those tickets. That's all coming up next week. But still got a day left to focus on everything that's going to be happening this weekend in the world of college, NFL, and a whole lot more, baseball, NBA, NHL, lots of stuff going on. It's a wealth of riches in the world of sports these days right now. We love October and November. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Thanks to Mary back in the studio for all her hard work and keeping me on the air here and keeping me at task and timing me for my breaks, making sure that we're all good here to go. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys again tomorrow here. Don't forget to tune in to Spears and Ali. Go see him tonight with the native grill and wings from 3 to 6. And I will see you guys again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson. From the Casino del Sol studio, the soul of Tucson, this is ESPN Tucson. KFFN Tucson, KWCX Tanka Verde, KMXZ HD4 Tucson.